right here is everything you need. This ain't no get rich quick thing. Create your own economy. Cause we ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Learn from the queen of crypto, your host. Nigel Roberts, leading people out of financial slavery through Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Learn to get left behind. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. And welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are facing we're facing and creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time, and ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. I don't just do this show to change the way you think about money, but to make you change the way you look at money and everything else around you, because it absolutely matters. Today is Monday, April, and I'm going to say it is the 24th because I see it but I just couldn't wrap my mind around April 24th but it is April 24th 2023 and I want to say happy birthday to Cryptopians Mike Michelle Hollowell Nadia Seals Christina Rivera Zakai Free and Sherlanda Mays Happy birthday to each and every one of you. I just hope today is an incredible day that is filled with all the love, joy, peace, happiness you deserve on this day. And I just have to say, you know, it is there are so many things going on in the cryptocurrency space. A lot of people that were pretty much fully entrenched into cryptocurrency have started coming out in mainstream media to say that they're not quite sure what cryptocurrency is going to do in the United States because of regulation. And so, yes, many of us have been having conversations amongst ourselves this last week or so about how regulation could actually affect us here in the United States in the cryptocurrency space. And surprisingly, ladies and gentlemen, Several people that I know that are not already gone from this country are saying that if they need to move, they would be welcome and open to do that because they just see the way things are getting ready to pan out as it relates to our money. And so it is absolutely no secret that the Fed now program has begun and we've done a couple of shows on Fed now so you can understand what that's all about. We talked about uh, Operation Choke Point and just really letting people know and understand that we are in a situation where they know that they can't stop Bitcoin in its totality, but they've started going after different individuals and different exchanges to ensure that 
they cut off the on and off ramps. Um, but how they're able to go after them right now is because most of those exchanges are custodial, meaning they're holding on to people's Bitcoin and different types of cryptocurrency, which puts them in a position where they are dealing with what they're saying are securities. And so they've already categorized Bitcoin specifically as a commodity. And that's to our advantage. And I've stated many times that we're very, very careful about what we feed our community in the cryptocurrency space because we don't have time to lose money. We don't have time uh, to, you know, get anything taken from us, meaning we cannot utilize it because it's something that is a security as they deem it. And so we've been careful in thinking through this space in its totality. But the SEC, as we all know, is ramping up on its enforcement of the cryptocurrency industry. And I'm not saying that it shouldn't be done. It absolutely should be done. And they're bearing down on companies and projects that were illegally or allegedly selling unregistered securities. So as they deem some of the cryptocurrencies that some of you may have as a security, just know that securities hold different types of laws and restrictions and taxes than would be a commodity. And so you need to know those things. You need to understand exactly how that particular security works that you may have invested in thinking that you were just investing in cryptocurrency. And again, I have resolved to just be as safe as possible in this space and when you're doing one type of cryptocurrency mine being bitcoin i can pay attention specifically to what is happening with that but when you have 15 20 30 cryptocurrencies that you're trying to keep track of it becomes very tedious i know because i did it before as a covering a recovering coinaholic i really 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 suggest that some of you downsize in your portfolios specifically around coins that may be under scrutiny right now and especially the fact that you need to be getting some of these coins off of the exchange so we did a ledger and me one two three this last weekend where via zoom we set up or helped people set up their ledger wallets and that really went well almost everybody was actually able to set up their ledger wallet that had a ledger wallet so there are a couple of things that i can note that happened this weekend that i need to make sure that the listeners are not making mistakes on number one ladies and gentlemen do not buy your ledger from Best Buy. You've got to know that the employees and the supervisors and everybody else that, that are employees of Best Buy have access to your ledger. Your ledger should come factory direct. Yes, I think that, you know, you may want to trust. Uh, you may want to trust Best Buy, but... Trust Best Buy for your TVs and your webcams and things of that sort. You don't trust Best Buy with your bank. Your ledger is sort of kind of 
considered your bank. It's actually the keys to get inside of your bank. And so why would you allow somebody to have that who could possibly unbox it, get your seed words, get it back looking good, seal it up and put it back on the shelf and wait for some unsuspected person to come along and purchase it. You just don't want to do those types of things. And so that's one of the observations that I want to share. Now, if you have a ledger that you've gotten from Best Buy or some third party, you might want to utilize that in another type of way. And as we talk a little bit more, don't throw the ledger in the trash, but there is something that you can do. But you don't want to hold the lion's share of your Bitcoin or cryptocurrency on a ledger that you've gotten from a third party. That's number one. So when we come forward, I am going to discuss a few more observations that I had this weekend. When we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, moment. more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. Um, One of the other things that I wanted to share that I experienced this weekend was those of you that are on these different exchanges, they are making it a little bit more difficult to remove your Bitcoin off the platform. So I had someone that had a Gemini account as well as a Coinbase account. And in order to withdraw your Bitcoin from those platforms, it took a little bit more than normal. Uh, What one of them was experiencing was the fact that they had already set up a two-factor authentication code on their account. Now, this individual didn't actually do it. It was the company that set up the two-factor authentication. That being said, you have to go in and ask the company to disable the two-factor authentication first. Then you get into your account and then you set it up properly. But what I am saying to you for the gentleman that I helped a little bit more than everybody else, he got a new phone or he reset his phone. Anytime you're doing cryptocurrency and you get a new cell phone or you reset your cell phone, you need to look at the two-factor authentication app first. It comes from Google. It's called Google Two-Factor Authentication. Some of you may have it. There's another one called Authy. A-U-T-H-Y. And if you're swapping out a phone or if you're resetting a phone, you need to make sure that you download and save those settings on the two-factor authentication. And the reason you need to do that, because if you get the new phone and you don't reinstall the two-factor authentication, when you go to those particular websites and it asks you for the specific PIN code that you need to pull from the authorization site, then you're at a loss and it's going to take you days and days and days to get into your Bitcoin or your cryptocurrency exchange wallets. And so the reason why they don't teach us to make sure that we're 
uh, keeping safe our two-factor authentication is because the longer they're able to hold your Bitcoin and your cryptocurrency, the more money that they're able to make. So if you're spending three or four days, even five days, getting your two-factor authentication set back up, that day that you went to move your cryptocurrency, which could happen to be, let's just say Monday, you don't get it moved to the next Monday. That's giving them a whole entire week to be able to hold on to your Bitcoin or your cryptocurrency for a longer period of time to make money on it. And so I tell everyone when you're resetting your phone, when you're buying a new phone, when you're transferring data, one of the most important things that you need to try to save on the other side of your contacts is your Google authenticator or your authy authenticator because it is critical. I've lost my access to my authenticator and it took me weeks. Just last year, it took me weeks to get all of my authenticators disabled on different platforms, go back in, set it up and then be ready to trade. And so you've got to make sure that you are safeguarding that authentication app. It's very important. Um, I told you all last week about making sure that your phone keeps its updates regular. Your computers should be updated regularly. Your ledger should be updated regularly. And the reason why, because when you're in this technology space, people look for breaches in your security. And if you're not up to date, most of those breaches happen because you haven't updated and they make updates because the security team knows how to keep hackers and different people away. So you've really got to hone in on making sure that you are doing these updates is really critically important. The other thing that I've shared with you before, but I can't say it enough. If you are going, if you're a business owner, and you're going out to different events and things of that sort. Please, ladies and gentlemen, do not allow people to scan your cell phone. Meaning they say, hey, I'm on LinkedIn. Scan this and follow me on LinkedIn. I would rather you take a picture than scan a actual QR code because you don't really know what type of spyware or anything like that that people can be unleashing on your cell phone. And when I say unleashing, it doesn't just have to do with cryptocurrency. You can be logging into your Chase bank account on your cell phone, but because you scanned their phone and they actually had some sort of malware, it can watch your strokes. So as you open up Chase, put in your username, put in your password, they now have been able to watch your keystrokes. I know this is a little bit far-fetched, but it's not at all. It's happening all the time. And I'm only telling you these things because a lot of people that say, oh, I listen to your show. I watch them do some things and I'm like, wow, are you still doing that? Let me explain to you why you should not be letting people scan your phone for anything. You shouldn't be leaving your phone at Best Buy for the Geek Squad. People that are hackers, they're looking 
for for what we call licks um they they they're looking for licks so if they're technologically savvy and they may be a hacker what better place would you go to work at and that would be best buy i don't even know how best buy is really going to curtail some of the things that i've heard that have been happening through the greek the geeks squad so um if you're looking for someone to fix your computer and they go in there and they see that you could possibly be dealing in cryptocurrency or bitcoin yes it's going to peak their um there's going to peak their interest but prayerfully they're not one of the ones that are there doing nefarious things but in this space you've got to do something a little bit different than you traditionally do things and so that's my main point you've got to be more vigilant not for today because today it looks like five dollars worth of bitcoin but what if it winds up going and looking like fifty thousand or even a hundred thousand or even ten thousand for that matter i could do a lot with ten thousand dollars right now today pay some bills and take care of some things however uh you got to know that people in other countries people that are really uh, here doing they're always looking for a way to make a quick buck and so you don't want to do it on on you so I just wanted to make sure that I bring those things up those of you that do not yet have your ledger please buy it factory direct um, go to ledger but you can also go to my link tree which is um just send me an email, asknajaroberts at gmail.com, asknajaroberts at gmail.com. Somebody asked me why I stopped selling ledgers. We were one of the owner authorized dealers in the United States. I stopped selling ledgers because it had to pass through too many hands. And before it got to us, there was a third party that Ledger would send them to, and then they would send them to us. And I don't know that third party from a hill of beans. And I didn't want to be responsible for my community losing their Bitcoin because they bought a Ledger from me that had been handled by somebody else. I don't want anybody handling my Ledger other than the Ledger uh, back office. And so you just have to know that that is the way of the land, unfortunately, right now. We've had some other conversations that don't technically have to do with Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. But I think it's something that you ought to understand because... Uh, our kids are getting into cryptocurrencies. Are they understanding cryptocurrencies more than any of us? And the reason why is because they're using tokens and things of that sort for their actual games. And so they get the cryptocurrency space. However, what I found this weekend, and we've talked about this just a tad bit, that a lot of these tech founders like from Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all of these places, you guys want to know something? They do not allow their children to use their apps. And I was stunned this weekend when I got the stats back about them, first of all, teaching their children about cryptocurrency. They do that and they do that well, but they do not allow them to utilize social media. So, wow, why is that? 
when I sat and talked to and listened to a couple of the executives talking about how detrimental to our children's health it is, I am wondering why the use of social media and children under the age of 17 is not already banned in our country because they've told me that they have the stats and they can see exactly what the use of social media is actually doing to our children. And so um, I asked them, like, what are some of the things that you do? How do you implement no social media? And they um, just take their phones and iPads and they delete all the apps that would allow them to have access to their mom and dad's platform like that just hit me if what our children are listening and watching are not good enough for your children then we need to be taking heed and we already know that there are some problems with social media but to actually hear that uh, these CEOs, almost 98% of them do not allow their children to get involved with uh, um, any type of social media. So they raise their kids tech free and they seriously limit the screen time. And so let's just see. So I'm going to tell you who was talking and having this conversation. The CEO of Google the CEO of Snapchat and the CEO of another company uh, that's kind of in the background. But it's really interesting to know how they are actually doing it and why. And so, again, they are teaching their children all about cryptocurrencies and how these tokens work, how they can take advantage of being owners of these different cryptocurrencies, how to flip it how to make money with it, how to be uh, what we would call an influencer, like talking to their other friends about buying it, which increases their value. They're setting their kids up the right way. But what they don't allow them to do is utilize a cell phone or have any type of energy around all of these different social media platforms because they said it's just absolutely terrible. So. I want to read a quick quote from one of, well, there were several that I heard that you all just need to know that um, their kids are not even anywhere near these devices. Hardly any of the time they've made sure that during family dinners and things of that sort that nobody can bring an iPad they can't do anything except read books after school. They can't get on. The ones that could get on social media was limited to 30 minutes a day. Now, I know a lot of our children are on social media and some of our babies are even having phones in their hand at one and two years old watching different things and flipping through TikTok and things of that sort. And it's really not a good idea for them to do that. In fact, some of the individuals that are employees that I was in conference with this weekend are in counseling themselves for the some of the horrific 
things that they've seen, some of the thought press processes that have been imposed on them by just watching the TikTok things. And so we've really got to be very careful as grandparents. I know you can't control what your parents, that what your children who are parents allow their children to actually watch. But it is being said that it is very detrimental to our psyche to be on these social media platforms so much. So ladies and gentlemen, when we come back after traffic news and sports, that was supposed to be come forward because we come forward. We don't go backwards. So when we come forward after news, traffic and sports, we'll jump into the crypto conversation. This is KBLA talk 1580 we may be la's newest talk station but when you're punching above your weight it's not about whether you can throw a punch can you take a punch we're unapologetically progressive kbla talk 1580 and we don't black down this is kbla talk 1580 where hate meets a scholarly match All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. We're going to jump into the market update and then we're going to talk about both the decline of the price of Bitcoin as well as the decline of the dollar as well. So right now, Bitcoin is trading at $27,390 in the last hour. It's up 0.04%. In the last 24 hours, it's down 0.46%. In the last seven days, however, it is down a whopping 7.06%. Ethereum is at $1,835. It's up in the last hour 0.17%. In the last 24 hours, It's down 0.77%. And in the last seven days, it's down a whopping 11.6%. And all of the other cryptocurrencies, as I start to scroll, we know an altcoin is the alternative to Bitcoin. Anything other than Bitcoin is considered an altcoin in the cryptocurrency space. And all of these altcoins are green in the last hour, red in the last 24 hours, and red in the last seven days as well. And so all of them are following the leader, as I always say. So I don't buy followers, I buy leaders. And we all need to be moving in a leading space. Now, with that being said, there is a lot to say about some of the things that regular, I'll say regular media is saying about the cryptocurrency space, just so that you can know the ins and outs. It's not always good. I tell you all the time, we're not worried about the price, but the technology is what I focus on. And so even when people are saying things like crypto is dead, and I alluded to that earlier in the show, uh, there are some individuals that have come to MSNBC and some of these other markets to really just talk about the fact that they don't think that Bitcoin is and cryptocurrency as a whole is going to do well with regulation. And as different things start to roll out, 
we'll see exactly what direction cryptocurrency is going to go. We know that it's 14 years old. It has some moving around to do, some building to do. And we've got to just really figure out uh, what value we're placing on it. Are we using it as a store of value? Are we still utilizing it to try to do transactions? Some of us are. Some of us, as I stated on Friday, I tip in Bitcoin through Cash App. But I want people to be exposed to it. But I definitely want to hold on to my Satoshis because Bitcoin has that scarcity mechanism where there will only ever be 21 million of them. And I just feel like I'm helping people when I'm giving them Bitcoin, but I'm also taking away from my future generations in my feelings. And so what I have to do is just really have a balance because while I definitely want people to be exposed to Bitcoin, I want to make sure that my great, 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 great grandchildren have what they need as well. And so the more I give away, the more I, I, what we would say, restore, I put more back in by prayerfully buying it when the price is down, but still doing my daily dollar cost averaging because that really matters. So as we look to the markets right now, we're not really disappointed that Bitcoin was at, uh, I don't know, it was at 30,000 and then it went back down to 27.4 where it is right now. We're not really worried about that because we understand that this is the ebbs and the flow of the Bitcoin space. The bottom line is, ladies and gentlemen, that we always... that we always, excuse me there, look to really try to figure out what, uh, you know, what the value in the Bitcoin is to us, because it's not where it's going to be in the very near future. And we know these things. And so we just have to be patient and just really understand, you know, what it is that we're doing and what our goals are. And when you're, when you're clear on your goals, then you don't have to worry about price. You can just worry about technology and really worry about other aspects uh, of, of what is being added in value to the Bitcoin space. And so when you hear that companies are accepting Bitcoin as payment, then you know value is being added. When you hear countries out of, the, out of this country that are saying that they're utilizing it as legal tender, that's when you understand that value is being created. When you hear that that's a whole community that is doing nothing but using Bitcoin, that's when you understand value is added. And so when you hear crypto is dead on, what is this, NBC? I think it was CNBC they stated this weekend, actually two hours ago, that Bitcoin is dead in America. And that was said by a Bitcoin bull. And again, I'm telling you the good, the bad, and the ugly. He's a tech investor. He's been a bull on Bitcoin for a long time. In fact, he told everyone that Bitcoin would soon go to $200,000. And now he's saying crypto is dead in America because of the actual regulation. Well, 
some people need attention. That's my thought on that because he knows Bitcoin or crypto. Well, crypto, some cryptocurrencies may be dead. So let me just say that. But what we do know is that Bitcoin is not dead. Bitcoin is not going to be dead. And in fact, as we look at the different statistics and things that are happening around the world, a lot of people are actually adopting uh, this Bitcoin space and really trying to figure out how to utilize it to their advantage. And so it's not a it's not a scary thing for me. And I think a lot of people ask me that all the time. They ask me, am I scared about losing my money in the Bitcoin space? And the answer to that is no. And the reason it's no is because, ladies and gentlemen, all of us need to be diversified in our portfolios. Very, very diver- diversified. I am not a financial advisor providing financial advice, but you got to diversify. Any single financial advisor that you talk to, they should be telling you to diversify your portfolio. They may not necessarily be telling you to put Bitcoin in that portfolio, but they're telling you to be diversified. But you know what? The fact of the matter is they're not sure if old money is going to do what old money used to do for you. So you've got to make sure that you have all your eggs scattered around the place so that no matter what fails or what falls through the cracks, you will be okay. And so there's another reason that we all need to be looking to opening or starting our own businesses as well so that we can get some additional income aside of what our regular everyday money um, looks like. And I'm saying if you have a job, you need to go and to that job and enjoy that job. Do not quit that job. Become an entrepreneur, something that you've always wanted to do on the side. You need to do that. This is the time. And so you really need to start right now because we need to be making as much money as we can. We need to be saving as much as we can. And so we're taking steps every day in my family to really make sure that we can solidify our piece of the pie. Ladies and gentlemen, it's our turn. Opportunity is everywhere you look and quiet as it's kept. Money is everywhere you look. Money comes freely, abundantly. And it chooses me. And that's what I'm telling myself. And I'm going to continue to tell myself that every day. And you need to tell yourself that too. Because you're going to work every single day and doing what you're supposed to do. You deserve your fair share. And you're going to get it. And so just stay patient. Do the little things. Do those small little steps towards self-sovereignty. There will definitely help you in the very near future. When we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580. Old money, old money, new money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, now let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. Tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be talking about Web3. I have had a overabundant amount of people that are asking me about what Web3 is in a simplistic way. And I know that we have a show on the weekend called Talk Tech to Me. 
and some of web3 would fall under that but cryptocurrency is also involving web3 so tomorrow we're going to talk about web3 so that you all start to understand what it is and i want to make sure that we get that information to each and every one of you because it's important that you know about artificial intelligence and what web3 is People have different definitions, but I'm going to give you mine and just try to give you a really great, easy to comprehend um, just explanation. So we're going to do that tomorrow. But as I was scrolling for information today, I found Yahoo Finance saying that Bitcoin posts the biggest weekly losses in five months and It says, as the dollar liquidity declines, debt ceiling fears. So you all know that right now our government is faced with whether or not they're going to be able to raise the debt ceiling. The Republicans have their reasons that they will sign whatever bills come across the table If they get their way and the Democrats have some things that they need to see before they agree as well. And so we're in the middle of all of this. And what we're seeing is Bitcoin is actually faced with some selling pressure in this week. And it ended um, on Sunday, which was yesterday, as bond yields rose and the United States liquidity actually declined. And so the leading cryptocurrency in the market, which is Bitcoin, it fell by about 9% to 27.6. And again, it had one of the biggest losses since since early September. And a lot of people are really waiting to find out what this this raising of the debt ceiling actually looks like for us as America's Americans, but the yield on the 10 year on the 10 year U.S. Treasury note rose by six basis points to 3.58 percent is second straight week gain, denting the actual appeal of risky assets, including what they would say cryptocurrencies would be. So the 10 year Treasury bond has our Treasury note has risen and has done quite well but the u.s liquidity condition index and the indicator that they utilize to track these greenbacks as they would call them in the monetary system is slipped to about 6.3 trillion with the t reaching its lowest point in over a month And that's very, very scary for individuals that are in the trading space. And so we're going to see how the market reacts. And so remember, we're always saying that the market is reactionary. So we're learning different things that are happening, trying to really figure out where countries are going, where we're going, where our money is going so that we can stay ahead of some of these things that we see because the market is definitely reactionary. And so if we know ahead of time what could possibly be happening because we're not having our head in the sand, I think we'll do much better. And so I did not invest in any of the 10-year U.S. Treasury notes. 
and it looks like they've done okay, but I just don't feel secure about having any of my money locked up right now. And I don't feel secure about the dollar's liquidity. And so it's not um, something that you can't research on your own. You just got to go to these different indexes and really start paying attention to these things. So, so in the absence of an encouraging sign on the monetary liquidity front, Bitcoin actually continues to drift down as well over this week. I see it's going to make a shot, a, a, a drop, but not a sharp, sharp drop, but all of the large cap crypto assets that are attached to it. Remember, I'm always saying don't have exposure, but be exposed um, to the, the asset. But when Bitcoin goes down, so do the hedge funds. So do the other things that people are investing in that give them exposure to Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. So just hold and hang tight. Um, we're going to do well. I just believe, again, there is so much uncertainty in our monetary system right now. So many things going on behind the scenes that we don't see. And then with all the distractions and all the different things we're hearing about on the news, it doesn't make it easier to make some of these decisions to really figure out what direction we're going. So when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we'll continue the conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. At KBLA Talk 1580, we do more than just talk. You got a big mouth. Hello, Joe, you're up. Welcome. We're unapologetically progressive and we don't black down. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. This week is consensus in Austin, Texas. So there are four to six thousand people that have flown into Austin, Texas to be at consensus. And they're going to be talking about all things, cryptocurrency, blockchain, web three, all of those things. So if you're anywhere near Austin, Texas, you might want to run out to con consensus. And this weekend, we will be having the launch of our hard asset company where we will be doing some other things to push towards our self-sovereignty. And so I'm excited about that. We will officially be able to talk about it on Monday, which will be May 1st, which is our actual community launch day. But since I'm one of the founding members, I can actually say I'm excited about what we're about to do in the hard asset market. So yes, you need your digital assets. You need your hard assets you need your legacy assets and you need your what i call bail assets and all of those four things really make up a great retirement stool because you want to be able to sit down on the stool that doesn't rock and make you fall over. So I think you need four legs on this stool. And so we're going to be doing that this weekend in Houston, Texas. I'm excited about that. And, you know, it's just really, really a good feeling to be able to help your community more and more and more, you know, because with Bitcoin, I, I, I just know that it is the staple of my portfolio. However, I know that a lot of people get impatient and then they want to start getting involved in all these other companies 
that have to do with Bitcoin, but not actually holding the asset. And that becomes a little difficult for people to keep their attention, especially when you're just saying buy Satoshi's hold, buy Satoshi's hold. But you need some other assets anyway. You need to be diversified. So that's what we're working on. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank each and every one of you for rocking with me here on Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires and we're making way for the D.L. Hughley show because that's what we do every day. So, ladies and gentlemen, again, we are going to have a conversation tomorrow on Web3 and we hope to be able to help you understand it in a different way. Just very simplistic. We're going to keep it simple. And so with doing that, we're making way again for the DL Hughley show. We want to thank you for rocking with us. We are making and creating Satoshi millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. You're listening to Nadja Robertson ahead of the crypto curve. Please follow her on all social media platforms at Nadja Roberts. No underscores, no dots, no numbers, just Nadja Roberts. Let's close the wealth gap. It's our turn. Learn or get left behind. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.